Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're covering some r slash pro revenge. If you would like to skip the initial waffle, timestamps are in the description and along the timeline below. But if you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too, as it all massively helps out our channel. And just a huge thank you for spending 20 minutes or so out of your day with me, getting involved with the channel. It means the absolute world thank you so much let's crack on with today's stories much love guys now our first story comes from to see you low fate helped me get back at my brother i originally posted this in two parts as it was unfolding on r slash relationship advice and a couple of people told me to post it here i didn't know this sub existed but i'm happy it does so my brother 23 male we're twins is so mean He's constantly doing messed up stuff to me, 23 female, but the worst thing happened five years ago. I got my first boyfriend when I was 18 and a senior in high school. I know we were young, but I really, really, really loved him. We'd been dating for 10 months when my brother randomly decided for literally no reason at all to make up a story about how he caught me cheating and tell it to my boyfriend. He planned it all out. He came up with details. He made it sound real. And because he's such a scarily good liar and a master manipulator, my boyfriend believed him. No matter what I said or did to prove it wasn't true, he believed my brother over me. My brother kept up with his act the entire time and refused to admit he was lying. At one point, I thought I'd finally gotten my boyfriend to believe me, but then he broke up with me a few months later and confessed it was all because he was still convinced I'd cheated on him and he couldn't move past it. He said, the worst part is, is that you won't just tell me the truth. And not to sound dramatic, but that still haunts me. I want to cry every time I think about it, and I still miss him to this day. Also, I think it's important to note that my brother has never once apologized. He's so insanely mean that he just thinks it's funny. I even asked him once if he'd consider hitting my ex up and telling him the truth for my peace of mind, and he just laughed at me. I never got over what my brother did and I always told myself I was going to do the exact same thing to him one day. He's dated several girls since high school but he'd never been serious enough about any of them for me to consider tricking them. I knew it wouldn't hurt him like he hurt me if I just tricked one of his flings or something. But he finally got his first serious girlfriend last year and after thinking about it for a long time I decided I was going to do it. We live in different places now so I had to do it all online. I used different methods than he did. I contacted his girlfriend pretending to be the girl he'd been cheating with. I made up an elaborate detailed story like he did to me and even photoshopped proof and stuff. I made my story even more believable than he made his and exactly like he did to me. I went as far as denying it even to him because he knew I might use my text slash course to prove to his girlfriend that it isn't true. He knew I was behind it though, solely because the girl I made up doesn't exist and there's no one else that would do this, but I kept denying it. His girlfriend wholeheartedly believed me and my brother kept calling and texting me and begging me to give it up, even though I still wouldn't admit it was me. He was manipulating me and arguing that it's different because I was younger when he did it to me and my relationship wasn't serious. 
but my relationship was serious and like I said, I still miss my ex. My brother really, really messed me up. I have empathy though. He doesn't and I was starting to feel bad for his girlfriend because she's innocent. I was kind of regretting everything and thinking that maybe I should just tell his girlfriend the truth for her sake, not his. But then, his girlfriend asked me a question which led to her admitting that she's been suspicious of him for a long time. So I pried a little bit and encouraged her to look through his phone. She told me she couldn't because she didn't know the passcode and he wouldn't give her access to it. I guessed a few passcodes I thought it could be and gave them under the guise of seeing it once but not being sure which one I'd seen. That was kind of dumb but I couldn't think of anything else to say and she didn't question it. She got in because it ended up being the same one he's had since 2012 when our dads got us iPhones and made us use the same passcode. Idiot. Anyway, lo and behold, it turns out my brother actually cheated on her and my setup was the reason she found out. He's been talking to and hooking up with multiple girls for pretty much the entirety of their relationship. I'm not surprised because he's a terrible person and cheating seems right up his alley, but I'm shocked at the same time. I literally can't believe things worked out this perfectly. It feels like a dream or something. The universe loves me. I hate to revel in his girlfriend's misery, but I was feeling guilty about her being collateral damage. So I feel like this is the best possible outcome. My lie ended up being the truth. Well, not exactly, but you know what I mean. So I didn't scar his girlfriend or leave her with permanent damage for no reason. All my interference did was speed up the process of the truth coming to light. In fact, my brother may have been able to hide his cheating forever if not for me. He probably would have just manipulated his girlfriend and slash or refused to give her phone access forever. She hasn't broken up with him and I'm honestly not sure if she will. I don't know how relevant that is, but it attests to how manipulative he is. He screws people over all the time, but somehow always gets his way anyway. It's honestly infuriating and scary. Anyway, I'm still not going to admit to my brother that I'm behind it all because there's no point. That would just get me in deeper trouble. I got a comment on my original post that said, deny till you die, baby. And that's exactly what I'm planning to do. Lol. Life's crazy. And we'll start off with Ramona Q saying, just a word of caution. Your brother may try to escalate. Keep your eyes open. Which Kromanov says, with a brother like him, you don't need an enemy. At least you're not living with him anymore. But seriously, fuck him. He sounds like a piece of shit. Good foodie says, wow, your brother sounds like a sociopath. Seriously, OP, I'd go low contact slash no contact with him. And we're finished with OP replying to that saying, copying from my other post and another comment. He's 1000% a sociopath. That's what people in the comments of my other post said too. I spent years being told I'm just dramatic when I accuse him of being a sociopath. So I feel very seen now, even if it's just from a bunch of strangers. As for going no contact, I wish I could, but it would be really complicated due to the way our family is. We're all really close. I mean, as a whole, my brother and I aren't close individually. So cutting them off completely would mean not attending holidays, avoiding my parents' house every single time he was there, and a lot of other really difficult situations. I love the rest of my family, so that just isn't doable for me. I keep my distance from him though. We live like 100 miles apart and almost never talk unless it's family related. And now let's move on to the next story. And this next story comes from Spec97. HOA member doesn't know the rules as well as he thinks. Obligatory on mobile and while English is my first language, I suck at it. This story primarily took place between me and my shitty neighbor who is a member of my community's HOA. Sorry if it's a bit long. 
As a bit of background, me and my three roommates moved into a housing community that is basically just a bunch of cookie cutter townhomes. All of these homes have garages that open onto the street that wind through the community. This is important later, with your front door opening to a path on the other side of your house. There are also some free parking spots on the edge of the community where there are no houses. When we first moved in, we quickly found out that parking could be a bit of a pain during the day, especially when people had guests during the weekend. Now my roommates and I admittedly have more cars than the average family, because we usually have to commute for work, we each have one. We try to make parking easier by using the garage, but we all have tons of sporting equipment, so we can usually get only one car in the garage. When all the parking in all the free spots is full, we just park our cars right up against the garage and leave them there during the day or overnight. We'd seen other neighbors do it and it still left ample room for the people driving on the street to get by. Well, one day shitty neighbor come up while my roommates and I are in the garage organizing some stuff and tells us that we can't park there overnight as it's against community rules. Before we had a chance to respond, he added, and if you do it again, I will personally make sure that you are towed. His first comment was pretty reasonable. We just move in and we didn't know that rule. But his second comment really just made him sound like an ass and wasn't necessary. One of my roommates simply responded that we didn't know as we just moved in and we wouldn't park there overnight anymore. Well, shitty neighbor clearly trying to assert his dominance responded with, good, you better not because I'll be watching. Well, from then on, we did follow those rules. If we parked in front of our garage during the day, we'd make sure to move before we went to sleep. This worked out for a while until one fateful day. One of the roommates stopped by quickly after work to grab some dinner and close before heading to his girlfriend's. This was around 7 p.m. so he just parked up against the garage as it would be quicker than the parking spaces. Plus it was early enough that he didn't think he'd get towed. Around 8 p.m. he went to head out and his car was gone. Guess who was there though? Shitty neighbor standing right outside. Immediately he said to my roommates, told you you're gonna get towed if you parked here again. Shitty neighbor and my roommate argued for a bit before my roommate came back inside and caused the car lot. Well, it ends up they're closed so we have to get his car in the morning. The kicker, they're going to charge him an overnight fee. All in all, it comes out to $500, which isn't a small amount of money for us. This neighbor has been an ass to us since we moved in and even though it wasn't my car that was towed, I took this personally. To make sure we didn't get towed again, we decided to read the community rules and lo and behold, we found out that the street in front of the garage is actually considered a fire lane and no one is supposed to park there at any point during the day. Between shitty neighbor treating us like shit and the fact that we could get him yelling at his wife every night, not a big detail to the story, but just wanted to say to add my point that this guy just sucked, I started to plan my revenge. Since quarantine, I started being able to work from home and my desk conveniently looks out onto the street between the houses. This means that I can clearly see shitty neighbor's garage. I'd started to take notice of when he parks his car out in front of his garage. For about two weeks, I noticed that he would come home around 1 p.m. and leave again at 2 p.m. On the third week, I decided I would begin the revenge. On Monday, true to his schedule, he stopped by around one. After about 10 minutes, I gave the tow company a call and said that he was parked in the fire lane and if they could come and remove his car. 20 minutes later, a tow truck rolled up, hooked up his car and towed it off. About 15 minutes later, shit neighbor came out and I could hear him start to yell back into his house, presumably at his wife. He then left and didn't come back until later that evening after he'd gotten his car. Now it's funny to do this and I made sure to send snaps to my roommates who don't work from home, but I wasn't done yet. See, this jackass apparently didn't learn the first time because literally the next day he parks in front of his garage again. What do I do? Well, the exact same thing as the day before, of course. Again, SN comes out, realizes his car is gone, yells at his wife, then goes to get it. 
Now after this time, he is a bit smarter and parks in an actual spot before going in to get his lunch or whatever he does there midday. He does this for about two weeks before he decides that it's okay to park in front of his garage again. Well, who is sitting behind their desk every day and notices this immediately? Well, me of course. And being the concerned resident that I am, I immediately call the tow company and off his car goes again. And again, this is met with yelling. I wish this had a more satisfying ending, but after the third time, I decided I would stop because I genuinely felt bad for his wife, who he seemed to do most of the yelling at as if it was her fault that he was a dumbass. What I can tell you is, is that it definitely cost him over $1,000. If he hadn't gotten my roommate's car towed, we wouldn't ever found that fun little rule. The best part was that a number of my neighbors would have had their cars parked there at the same time and they'd never had their cars towed, which made it all the better when his was. We've had a number of other encounters with him in the time since this happened. And I have another story that involves the actual HOA that I'll probably write later. This one is still ongoing though, so we'll see how it ends up. Edit by popular decision, I've decided that this story won't actually conclude with me stopping. I've had lots of advice about recording him yelling at his wife and trying to help that situation. I've also been told that I should figure out if he's using HOA funds to pay off these bills. This one may be a bit harder to obtain since we're just renters, but I'll see what I can do. One thing to note is that he has no idea that it's me calling and I'm trying to keep it that way. I'll keep everyone updated with my progress and if anything new happens. <laughs> and from the edit there, you can get a, a feel for the comments. There was lots of people asking about the HOA funds, were they being spent to pay these bills and talking about like the poor wife being shouted at all the time. So the edit pretty much covers most of the comments there. So with that, we'll move straight on to the next story. And this next story comes from The Prairian. If you can't learn to park it, maybe you shouldn't drive it. Posted this on another subreddit and they suggested I post it here too. So we just got back from a lovely vacation in the mountains. We stayed at a seven night Saturday to Saturday condo rental with 24 units, but only 21 parking spaces in the garage under it. All others have to park in a lot down the street. This would be fine if the weather was nicer. While there the first night, we meet another family at the pool with a daughter the same age as ours and made quick vacation friends with them, ate with them a few times and let our daughters play almost every night. Someone else staying in the building is the too proud owner of a brand new GMC Yukon Denali XL, still with a drive-off tag so you can guess where we are going. Day two, we did our thing that night and we get back one spot left, but no entitled Denali person is parked in two spots. Day three, they are in a different spot, so we know they moved, but still two spots, so we left a truly nice note and then placed it with the two other notes under their windshield wiper. Not sure how nice they were. Day four, he has parked long ways across four spots. What are Richard or Karen? <laughs> At the same time, our new friends also arrived back to the condo. Also upset about this person's parking, so we decided to teach Denali a lesson. We let the families out and then I backed in behind them as close as I could get. Barely enough room for me to squeeze out. Our new buddy pulls in front of them as close as possible and he has to go through the hatch. Day five to seven, we all use Uber. Left early this morning. I had to pull out to pack up and had a very rude note on my window. And all I could do was laugh. Hopefully, Denali learned a lesson. Though, I doubt it. <laughs> And our next story comes from TalonCard815. Act like an ass because the manufacturer changed the packaging. Enjoy your restocking fee. I run a business selling fire and EMS supplies because this crosses over into some civilian education, CPR training. We have quite a few civilian customers. 
One of them has only placed two orders with us for two years. The order is for CPR training valves. These are plastic pieces that go on the face mask for mouth to mask training. They are cheap alternatives to using the actual one-way valves that come with a mask. They used to come tend to a box and just sat loose in the box. The manufacturer changed the packaging to be more hygienic. They come in a sealed Ziploc style bag and are individually wrapped. This order places a two order with us a full year and a half after a first. A good year into the packaging changeover. She orders 1600 of these valves. We don't keep that many in stock, so we have them drop ship from the manufacturer. Two weeks after they are delivered, we get a phone call from the buyer. We sent her a completely different item and this is not what she wanted. She wanted a full refund and for us to pay for return shipping. I asked her what is wrong with the product. She states they come in bags and she wants them in a box. I explain they don't come in a box anymore. This woman doubles down and insists I am cheating her. I asked why she has insisted on having them in a box. She says this way she can just put them on the table and have people pick one out as they grab the other training material. Ugh, talk about unhygienic. I explained to her that she can just take them out the bags and put them in a shoebox or any box and still accomplish the same thing. Nope, she wants them in a box. If I can't send them in a box, then she wants her money back. I again explained that no manufacturer offers them in a box anymore. They all went to be more hygienic packaging. This woman is being a complete bitch, so I do something I never do. In writing, we state our return policy is they pay a 20% restocking fee for all returns. Again, I have in 15 years at the time never enforced this policy. I have also never encountered such a raging bitch. <laughs> Since the item is not defective, I told her I would not refund shipping either and she could pay for return shipping. This crazy woman said fine, they were useless anyway. This crazy woman lost $350 in shipping, had to pay another $350 to ship it to me and had over a $400 restocking fee. In the end, it cost her almost $1,200 and she had nothing to show for it. Some petty revenge. I then just sold off the inventory now with a little extra inventory on each. And what do you think of that for some asshole tax? <laughs> but what is the logic in that? I don't understand where this person was coming from. You know, just accept them. And like the person said, even gave them a solution, put them in a box yourself, but they refused to. What? What? I don't get it. <laughs> but what do you guys make of today's collection of stories? Did you enjoy them? Let me know if you do like revenge stories in the comments below. If you choose to do so, it's always great to hear your comments and your opinions on these stories. It really makes my day. Once again, guys, thank you for spending 20 minutes or so of your day with me. It means the absolute world. And I can't express how much it actually changes the channel as well. You make a huge difference for being here. And when you click that like button too, please do that. <laughs> and just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for being involved. If you want to support the channel further, you can, but again, absolutely no pressure to do so by clicking that join button down below for YouTube or clicking the link in the description for Patreon and joining up there. Thank you so much for your love, support and time, and I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 